As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello, Meg Linehan here, and we are back once again on Full Time with Meg Linehan ahead of the second day of group stage matches at Tokyo 2020. The Athletics' Matt Pence is signing on from the West Coast for a preview talk of USA versus New Zealand as the U.S. looks to bounce back from the rough outing against Sweden on Wednesday. And now we've actually had, you know, a full night's sleep to, to think about this and to ruminate on it, so maybe it will give us some new perspective so we also had some media availability with the players as as goalkeeper Alyssa Nair promised in that team Zoom in the middle of the night, East Coast time, to channel my inner Bill Belichick. We're on to New Zealand. Our focus now is forward, and we've got another big match in less than 48 hours. Before we get into this discussion, subscribe to The Athletic for all of our women's soccer coverage and beyond. There's always a deal for you at theathletic.com slash full time. Here's Matt. All right, Matt, <laughs> we like, I mean, I kind of got a full night's sleep on <laughs> on this USA-Sweden game. We had a 1 a.m. Um, Eastern time media conference with Alyssa Nayer and Tierna Davidson last night after the game. Obviously, the mood was slightly different than some of the other uh, media availabilities that we've had <laughs> with players in the meantime. But first, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts. We haven't really talked about USA Sweden and then the match coming up on Saturday in USA New Zealand, but where's your head at in terms of this women's national team and where they're at now in between games one and two of the Olympics? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's one of those deals where it's always fascinating to me the truly dominant teams where they just like, it feels like they can just coast and be so good for so long, but then those pitfalls just hit every so often, inevitably, and you never totally see when they're coming. And I guess my biggest takeaway was that it was probably good that this happened now, right? It's like, <laughs> it's probably going to come at some point. You're not going to win forever, even though it kind of feels like they right. are sometimes. <laughs> Um, and yeah. it was like a particularly sort of like damning overall performance. And yeah, I mean, they did kind of get legitimately worked. It wasn't a fluke in any real way. 
But I think everything is relatively fixable, and it's probably a good wake-up call. But I am very interested to see how they respond here coming up. Yeah, I mean, I think that was really, you know, I've been writing this article about kind of Vlako Andonovsky. He got this long honeymoon period as head coach. I think pretty much everyone in the space of women's soccer, when, when he was on that long list, on that short list for the job, everyone was like, oh, well, that's that's the dude. Like, <laughs> that's the guy you got to hire, right? Like, he's going to come in. He's going to guide this team. And, you know, I think there has been this very, like, long grace period right and obviously the results have been good and then to get that as you said wake up call has been really interesting but the really fascinating thing for me was going back and rereading my story off of the USA Sweden draw in April and being like okay I called this an uncharacteristically sloppy performance oh wow a lot the exact same problems and I think Sweden played differently in those two games but fundamentally it was the same problem. So, you know, you just you just did say, like, this feels fixable. And it does feel fixable, right? Again, we have I have used the word uncharacteristic a lot <laughs> in the past 24 hours because they also just, as Steph and I said, pretty much played like shit, too, on top of everything else, yeah. right? Where do you think, do you think there are key adjustments now in terms of internally facing things? for the U.S. Women's National Team against New Zealand? Against New Zealand, I think you almost are tempted to just run it back and do what you do. Because it's odd because I feel like one of my takeaways from the Sweden game was that in sports, there's sort of the idea of whether you cater your tactics to the other team or whether you just do what you do best, right? And it's often spoken about as an attribute that if you stick to your plan and, like, be you and stick to your guns like that's kind of it feels like more virtuous in some ways but I feel like the Sweden game was a time where they they just didn't really adjust certainly not until it was too late and it was one of those things where they kept just sort of wanting to stick to their plan so much that they ended up just digging themselves too deep into the hole Um, and so I think longer term I think they need to take that lesson once they get into the knockout stages and play teams like Sweden that might be able to, to kind of control the game again like that. Against New Zealand, I think they almost just run it back and do what they do well and get the confidence rolling again and use it as an opportunity to just kind of see what is genuinely working, what was a fluke, what was not. So I think that for this particular game, I would probably almost just run it back and see how it goes, especially in a tournament where there's a little bit of a, a grace period that even if somehow they lose again they can still play their way it'll it would be tricky and i don't think that that's actually going to happen but in, right. a, in a tournament where almost every third place team goes through you have a little bit of leeway even now to just see where they're yes. at and then just kind of give it a go from there what do you think yeah yeah absolutely i mean i i do think that it is really interesting because so much of what we heard last night from Tierna Davidson, from Melissa Nayer, right, was obviously, first of all, the first part of it was we're just moving forward, right? Uh, Steph actually asked a, a question for Alyssa about kind of that mental bounce back. And she, of course, as a as a true New Englander, was like, I got to quote Bill Belichick here. We're on to New Zealand, right? <laughs> like that was very, we, we are we are going on. But I thought what was really instructive was, Tierna Davidson was talking about conversations that the team has been having, the leadership that has stepped up. Obviously, this was a whole thing about the the roster for this team is the core veteran leadership that has been there, done that, right? That isn't going to get thrown 
by a game like this, even though it is putting them in an unusual, uncomfortable position. And she said, so Kelly O'Hara is the one talking here. We don't have a choice. We have to come out the next game and we have to be absolutely ruthless. And Tierna said, so that's where I think everybody has their mind right now. And so, again, we knew this even after, immediately after the Sweden game. Sorry to New Zealand. It's not personal. (laughs) But now I think the really interesting thing is navigating the mental bounce back where you do have this. You had your toughest opponent first. You get this chance to bounce back and pull the team back into it. But you can't overlook Australia either, right? And then you have now what is guaranteed, almost guaranteed to be a, a tougher path through the knockouts where you're either getting probably the Netherlands or Brazil as your quarterfinal game. So, yes, you do get this chance against New Zealand to potentially like get that ruthlessness back, figure out what's a fluke or not. But then they, they've basically just dialed up the difficulty level for themselves kind of across the board. And you have to figure out how to play this New Zealand game to maximize trying to like just not make it even tougher for yourself by the time the quarterfinals come around. Yeah. It's, I, it's tough. No, 100%. And kind of going back to one of the quotes that you mentioned, the idea that it's kind of, it maybe it's just athlete speak that you immediately move on. You don't think about what just happened, but I do think there is a little bit of a danger there with this team that maybe not learning the lesson that they need to take at a certain point, maybe not for this specific game or maybe even not necessarily Australia game, but the whole idea that, well, that was, that's past. Like we move on. We're us. Cause I think there's been a lot of talk about this being a very veteran team, obviously. And I think that one of the aspects of that that maybe doesn't get discussed all that often is that the older you get as athletes, as people, like you get a little bit more rigid, you get used to doing things a certain way. Like this is a team that's done it their way for so long. But again, in the Sweden game, it was like they, they were kind of incapable of being flexible in terms of slow it down for a second move the ball around, figure out a way to break down this defense. They just kept doing what they always do. And so I will be curious to see like whether they do, maybe internally they are taking a little bit more of a look at what happened against Sweden. I think that that would be good for them. Um, I do think that there's mm-hmm. a little bit of a risk of flush it, move on, we know who we are, we're going to be fine, because I do think they probably are going to need to heed some of those lessons, because Sweden did provide, if nothing else, a little bit of a blueprint for how to get this team off their game. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is supported by Season 3 of FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League 2 after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher division. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenges and rise again into League 1? FX is Welcome to Wrexham. Catch all new episodes Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. Yeah, I think it is really interesting and and 
I, I've, so much of the conversation, even during the game, the commentary team, but um, you know, I, I was just like, hey, listen to Total Soccer Show. And so many people have said, like, basically, you could flip the jerseys, right? Like, that Sweden performance was what we expect out of the U.S. and what we expect the U.S. to do to other teams, to control the tempo of the game, to control it, to control the flanks, to find those spaces, to, to create overloads, right? And so truly... The blueprint now is kind of like if you're able to basically run the USA's game plan against them, there's not necessarily an answer. There's no, okay, let's settle, (laughs) right? And it was really interesting to kind of see like, okay, well, do balls over the top solve this problem? No. Does Julie Ertz coming in to actually play the six solve this problem? A little bit, but not really enough. So it's just the question of if... You know, Vlako Andonovsky has talked about, okay, if if we have the worst case scenario, I've got to figure out what the next step is, the next step is, the next step is. And it seemed like they got to two next steps to try to figure out answers. And then they were like, by that point, it was basically like, oh, we're allowing the second goal. Oh, we're allowing the third goal. And now it's just a matter of, okay, maybe get some players in and try to put them in this situation where it's not very favorable to them to come into a game, but at least they're getting some game minutes and kind of can experience this suffering along with the rest of them. I, it's going to be really interesting to see this New Zealand game. That's kind of where I'm at is just, you know, you have to see the response from the players, but I think we also really have to see the response from the technical staff in Vlako and Danofsky. Yeah, I mean, the good news for them is that there are very few teams anywhere that will be able to out-US the US. Sort of like, you're like, <laughs> that is a blueprint that very few people can follow, obviously. <laughs> Um, and so I do think, yeah, again, the New Zealand game will be more about just sort of like rediscovering their mojo a little bit. And it does feel like one of those games where you tune in, get a lot of goals. Everybody's having a good time, not to jinx it or anything, but it does feel like they're set up for one of those. Just get it going again, get the momentum going again, kind of like get your feet under you in Japan and just kind of go from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's certainly going to be much more compelling than it might have been three or four days ago, just from a competitive standpoint. Yes, yes, it is. I think it's going to be a, a very hostile got her groove back <laughs> morning, at least over here for us watching but all right, Matt, thank you for checking in and going through this U.S. Women's National Team game against New Zealand. Again, picking through what we can from USA versus Sweden. But now we just get to, to wait and watch and see what happens. Yeah, happy to drop out anytime. Okay, here's how you're watching USA versus New Zealand. In the U.S., it's on NBCSN at 7.30 a.m. Eastern, plus streaming via NBCOlympics.com and the NBC Sports app. It's also available on Telemundo and the Telemundo Deportes app. Here's everything else on tap for Saturday. The U.S. Women's National Team are actually the last match of the day, so if you want to watch any other team, you're going to have to set the alarm earlier on the East Coast, or hey, if you're on the West Coast, you get plenty of options to keep you awake until the U.S. Women's National Team are on. All times are in Eastern here, and for pretty much every single other game except Sweden versus Australia, your best bet is streaming via NBCOlympics.com and their app. Chile versus Canada starts at 3.30 a.m., then China versus Zambia at 4 a.m., and then we've got Sweden versus Australia, obviously with implications for Group G. That is actually planned for NBCSN, but I do want to say it was listed as part of a larger block of 
programming. So as of right now, I'm unsure if the entire match will actually air live on television. But again, it will be on NBCOlympics.com and the app. Then it's Japan versus Team GB at 6.30 a.m. You might want to get the second screen going for Brazil versus the Netherlands as this match is likely to determine the winner of Group F, which also means likely that we're going to learn the quarterfinal opponent for the U.S. Women's National Team out of this result, assuming, of course, that they manage to finish second in Group G behind Sweden. That match is set at 7 a.m., so there is going to be some overlap with the USA game. Not a match to watch, but if you haven't listened to too many podcasts yet on USA versus Sweden match or, you know, the Olympic tournament overall, I do highly recommend Total Soccer Show's comprehensive review of that match with Taylor Rockwell, Jordan Angeli, and Joe Lowry. I rewatched the match a second time on Wednesday evening after having listened to that episode. It was definitely illuminating. Thanks for tuning in to our Olympic coverage here at Full Time with Meg Linehan, and thanks to Matt for the time today. Again, you can follow all of our Olympic coverage at The Athletic. Overall, you can support our women's soccer coverage by subscribing at theathletic.com slash full time. Full time does not exist without the work and support of senior podcast producer Michael Zimmerman. I'm Meg. Thanks for listening. And I will be back with you tomorrow, probably with Steph, after the second day of matches. Mm-hmm.